the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. indeed the Nick D podcast. How you doing? My name is Nick DeGilio. I am your host. We are on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the greatest podcast network in the world. It is episode number 211 of the Nick D podcast, your full pop culture, lovely review, entertainment podcast with all kinds of really wonderful and special regular guests. I am your host, Nick DeGilio. And coming up uh, on uh, this episode of the podcast, uh, the lovely Marnie Schur is going to join us. Marnie is an editor uh, at uh, The Takeout. The Takeout is a fantastic website that started out and still is with uh, the AV Club of The Onion, the fantastic satirical uh, newspaper, The Onion, which is uh, one of the greatest sources of satire in the history of comedy. And they also take things very seriously and do some very serious journalism. They also have, they cover real life things like food. And that's what The Takeout is. Marnie Schur uh, is with The Takeout, so we've got a bunch of food articles to talk about and things that we're going to talk about in terms of The Takeout. She is also one of the people that helps produce the Mortified shows. And Mortified, um, we'll explain what Mortified is, but Mortified is where you take all these embarrassing things that you did as a kid and you share them with thousands of people on a stage. And they are having a a Valentine's Day-themed show in February coming up. So we'll preview that and talk about some really cool stuff all having to do with the takeout and the takeout.com. Always great to talk with uh, Marnie Schur, who's also become a big horror film fan, so we'll jump into the world of horror as well, and that's with Marnie Schur. My old buddy, Esmeralda Leon, she's my partner on this in crime. She appears on this podcast every episode. We're going to continue to talk about dumb people doing dumb stuff, dumb warnings, people are dumb, and we got this box of fun, all these incredible snacks from around the world, specifically Spain, and Esmeralda will describe some snacks to you and, uh, and taste a little bit of those, uh, those goodies from around the world, uh, Spain particu- particularly. She's been uh, eating some very interesting stuff lately. Um, some, uh, yeah, some, 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 uh, some very weird, like, well, she, she had some lemon cream cookies that knocked her out, thought they were great. She had some uh, sour kiwi gummies and some uh, fried, fried, uh, uh, um, fried egg-flavored potato chips. These are all uh, uh, things that have been sent uh, to Esmeralda from around the world, and she's taste testing them and letting you know. You can find a lot of these things online, and we'll tell you where to find them, so we'll tell you a little bit about that as well. That's with Esmeralda Leon. Uh, And as always, we would love you to be a part of this podcast. Uh, Leave your voicemails anytime you want, questions, comments. Uh, Leave your uh, magic megaphone requests here, and I will get to them ASAP. And uh, we would love to hear from you. 24-7, the voicemails are open. We want to hear from you. We want to hear feedback, comments, questions, anything for our regular guests, any kind of contributions that you have, anything that's on your mind, we want to hear from you. And it's open 24-7, anytime you want to call us, 773-417-6948. 773-417-6948. Leave those voicemails now. 
You can drop us an email with comments or questions or contributions of any kind. We want to hear from you. We love to hear from you. Email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. I read every email. I listen to every voicemail. I read a lot of the emails on the podcast and play a lot of the voicemails back. So you might hear yourself right here on the podcast. So 773-417-6948 or nickdpodcast at gmail.com. On top of that, if you want to be a sponsor, lots of people listen to this podcast. It would be very beneficial for you and your business if you advertise with us. And it's wide open. You want to sponsor? You want to advertise? Do it. Send us a note saying, uh, hey, I would like to advertise on the Nick D podcast. Send it to sales at radiomisfits.com. That's sales at radiomisfits.com. And uh, get to be a sponsor right here on the podcast. Uh, Also, please take the time to share, rate, and review us on every platform. We're available on every single platform out there. Make sure you get that communication line open and going. Ed Silla does all the great stuff and helps us out here at Radio Misfits and Jason Skaggs. He's the composer. He's the maniac. He does all the themes, the songs, and the weirdness on the show. I love that, man. Those are the people that are behind this, and this is the Nick D Podcast. Um. And, uh, and yeah, so we would love, uh, we'd love you uh, to be a part of uh, the podcast as we uh, continue on. And by the way, we are going to be doing uh, the anti-Valentine's Day special. And so um, um, you can call that uh, voicemail line that I mentioned or the email or send us an email with your anti-Valentine's Day or breakup stories or anti-romantic stories that you would like for us to share because we're going to do the anti-Valentine's Day show. And it's more, you know, we're about a month away on that. But if you would like to contribute and have your heartbreak stories shared with everybody who listens to this podcast, and a lot of people listen to this podcast, we would love to, uh, to, to have those shared with you. So uh, contribute your breakup stories, your heartbreak stories, your anti-Valentine's Day rant and raves and stories about how much you hate Valentine's Day. We're going to do that, and we would love to have contributions from you because you, the subscriber, are the most important part of this podcast. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Yeah, uh, Carrie Russell's had her heart broken in the past. Felicity did uh, several times. Oh, man, oh, man. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. That's right. That's Carrie Russell. She hangs out on my back porch and uh, pops in every once in a while. So that's what's coming up uh, on, uh, on the podcast today. And, uh, and so uh, thank you for uh, checking us out. Thank you for subscribing. Marnie Schur is going to join me to talk about not only uh, the Valentine's Day show coming up for Mortified, but lots of fun, food-related, and really cool topics that you can check out at thetakeout.com. So Marnie Schur is going to join us uh, immediately after I tell you that you need to be congratulated. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jaggle. Marty, 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 Marty. Marty sure. Let's talk about food, baby. Out of all the things you stick down your throat, weasels, assholes, you can so see the soap. But don't take it from me. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that was kind of weird, but hey, here's something that's awesome. Marty Shore, everybody. Yeah. Such a funky, weird, scatting type intro. 
Marty Schur uh, writes for the takeout. Well, actually, Marty, you're not just a, a writer. You're yep, actually the managing right. editor, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's right. That's Marty Schur. Hi, Marty. Hello, Nick. How are uh, you? All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Because this is officially the first time we've spoken since the beginning of 2024. I know. Crazy. It's pretty nutty. How was your? Uh, how were your holidays? How did the holidays? So we, the last time we spoke um, after Thanksgiving, but before Christmas and New Year's, how were those two holidays at the end of the year for you? Incredibly low key. Um, oh, you good. know, just yeah, just kind of immediate family, um, and then the next. You know what I've started doing? What's that? The, the day after Christmas can get kind of like blah and depressing you know just because it's like the the holiday come down yeah so i the last two years have sort of extended an invite to my extended family saying you know hey bagels are at my place if you want to come over and just stop by and this year uh 18 people showed up so oh my god <laughs> just casually hosting 18 people um, wow. glad i bought a lot of bagels you're so. probably gonna say that's gonna take a lot of bagel how much how much cream cheese did you go through did you go through a few pounds pounds of cream cheese did you have a lot of locks that you had to buy and uh... we did we had smoked salmon and mm. capers the capers went pretty fast isn't that I surprising i i mean i didn't know that like kids liked them on their bagels you know see now the kid thing that's that's surprising to me like adults i know because i will load up on the capers mm-hmm. I, uh, but wow kids liking capers that seems a little uh i know i guess if you, you just tur- tell them like hey it's salt <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and that's what that's what sways me that's what that's what it's, I know, so you said kids like how many kids you had 18 people how many of them were kids uh i would say about four or five of them were under like 12 um yeah and you know it, it's like it's funny when you have people over like that you're like oh i better get a lot of cookies out on the table even though it's like 11 a.m <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta load up you get the kids all good and get the kids all good and hyper so that when they leave the parents have to deal with them exactly see that's yeah, the that's, strategy that's the strategy it's like you know those of us who don't have kids it's like oh yeah if you have friends with kids it's like load up on the sugar let them go nuts and then send them off uh, you know you don't have to deal with it <laughs> hopefully they sleep in with, the car <laughs> with the after yeah they'll be bouncing up and down like maniacs in the back of the car yeah. so 18 people on the day after christmas that's fun what do you do what did you do did you just guys like hang out and talk did you watch any tv or football or anything like that or yeah just like put on the tv it was very like i think everyone's just so tired that day that it's like right. very easy to to keep people entertained just by feeding them bagels and talking. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just a nice tradition because I find the day after Christmas so like blah, you know, thinking about, oh, should I take down the tree? And, you yeah. know, it's it's a nice distraction from that and a way to keep the celebration going a little bit. Yeah. So low key for Christmas, you had 18 people over for the day after. Um, New Year's Eve, is that usually, have you, are, are you at the point now where it's like, whatever, let's just. I, I think I made it to 9.30 p.m. and then fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my girlfriend and I watched uh, The Poseidon Adventure. The original? Yeah. Okay. And, and we timed it. We went online and we timed it so that when they, because for people who might not know, that movie takes place on New Year's Eve. And when. You know, uh, when when the ship gets flipped over, it's like right after the new year. And so I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, Marty, yeah. But the, yeah. But so uh, so you timed it. We timed it so that when the countdown happened in the movie while we were watching it, it happened in our apart in her apartment. So like and it, did the apartment flip upside down? It did not. The, the apartment did not flip upside down. And we were off by six seconds. I was oh. so pissed because we were like, OK, we'll get to start at this exact time. <laughs> So that at midnight, you know, when they're counting it down in the big ballroom, 
of the Poseidon, you know, and everybody's got their hats on and they got their noisemakers and Gene Hackman is leading the crowd in Happy New Year. Uh, we wanted to be, we were six seconds off. Ugh, yeah. It's probably that fanfare at the beginning that says, you know, the studio name. Yeah, 20th Century Fox, if I'm not mistaken. If I, maybe it was, I can't remember. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, but I mean, but that's a, that movie is uh, tremendously entertaining and a, and, a, and a fun thing to watch on New Year's Eve, I can tell you that. But mm-hmm. you were you were out by 10, you were out by 9.30. I was. Yeah. I was. So not even enough time to like watch a good movie. Um, so, yeah. But you know, that's there's something nice about that. You wake up the new year feeling refreshed. We watched um before that cuz we you know, we were in, we stayed in, we just like had some dinner and we and we hung out together. Um and we watched before that we watched Trading Places. <laughs> Fun. Um which I don't know if you know this or not, but Trading Places covers every major holiday during that time. Oh, I didn't so, remember that. So in Trading Places, it starts right before Thanksgiving, and it ends right after New Year's. Hmm. And so all of those, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, are all have major points in that movie. So you could watch that movie anytime during the holidays. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and so we watched, uh, we watched it on New Year's Eve, because the whole climax on New Year's Eve takes place on the train, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then we, and then we timed it so that we watched um, Poseidon Adventure at the strike of midnight when the when the boat flips so <laughs> you had a thematic programming going we did yes we did we stayed in and and, and we were geeking out and just uh you know that, but it was, it was low-key again i'm not a big i have not i can't remember the last time i went out on new year's eve yeah and there was a period of time when i was working at uh wgn um before i got my regular full-time gig when i was always filling in during the holidays and i was always on the air on new year's eve like what that was, was something, that like? It was weird, um, <laughs> and you know, like we would have people come in. People would come by. Like if we were doing the if we were doing the show from, um, you know, that 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 what used to be on Michigan Avenue, that that uh, glass studio, the showcase studio where you could mm-hmm. see people out on Michigan Avenue, we would get drunks coming up and banging on the window you know, <laughs> all night long, and uh, and so that was always fun. But I'll tell you the weirdest that New Year's Eve wasn't the weirdest hosting the overnights. You know what was the weirdest on the weekends? What time change. Oh, um, because like in the in the fall, we'd have an extra hour to fill and right. and sales would not sell that hour. You couldn't sell the hour. So we'd have no commercials. So we'd have to do an extra. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> we'd wow. have to do an extra hour of radio. Suddenly it was, you know, one o'clock again. Oh, my gosh. And we'd have to do the one o'clock hour again. So I used to do five hours overnights. And on those and on those nights, six hours. So you had to line up some extra programming. We did, yeah, and then fill in a lot of PSAs. You know, we just throw in a lot of PSAs during it, and it was a, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, New Year's Eve was fun because you had to deal with goofballs. It was always, you know, guests were always fun to have on because people are open to, to you know, to uh, joining a New Year's Eve party, and we would have food and all that kind of stuff. But the but the weird nights were that when the time would when the clock would go back in in uh, in October. That was always like. Okay, we got the extra hour with no commercials. What the hell are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, most people don't think about it because they're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. At that time, but not yeah. not the programming. <laughs> nope, not the programming. So, but that stuff's all behind me now, and I and, and and you know, and New Year's Eve parties don't do that anymore. Now I just sit and watch movies and try to time them so that they happen at midnight. That's a, that's the excitement of that evening. So, love it. All right. Well, welcome to 2024, and uh, and let's hope for a great new year for everybody. That would be cool. Yes. Uh, tell everybody about The Takeout. Yeah. So The Takeout, uh, which you can find at thetakeout.com, is a food website um, dedicated to covering 
the food and drink that we consume every day um, here in the United States and, um, you know, the food that we experience every day. It's not the glossy aspirational stuff such as the New York Times cooking section, although we love that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's more about the stuff that we're all experiencing on that day-to-day basis. So we cover fast food, groceries, um, news developments around things like candy and ice cream. And, you know, we just try to have fun with it. And uh, we hope our readers have fun, too. It's a blast. It's terrific. (laughs) So people should check out thetakeout.com. And Marnie joins me every month to talk uh, food and what's happening in the world. And uh, and we also we also discuss horror. Yes, because uh, you have become um, um, sort of a horror fanatic, a horror fan, horror movies and horror TV shows and all kinds of stuff. You know, we are we have just um, passed the one-year anniversary of the release of Megan. Yes, we have. <laughs> and what a beautiful year for horror it was, in my opinion. <laughs> so, and uh, and, and the, the sequel is coming out at the beginning of next year, of course. Wow. Um, like, they, like, they're not going to make a sequel to a movie that didn't cost that much and made millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, 12 million um, budget, and look what they did with it. It's amazing. It is. It's pretty <laughs> incredible. And now it's going to be a franchise. Uh, or, but you did see that one. I remember we were very excited to talk about that. Yes. Uh, when it came out. Now, you know, over the year, over the over the horror year, do you remember, were there standouts? I mean, I know you, you really took a deep dive into the world of Child's Play slash Chucky. <laughs> Definitely. And tell me a little bit about some of the horror stuff that you remember from 2023. And uh, you are continuing to watch the Chucky TV series, if I'm not mistaken. I am. Yeah. So 2023 was a good year for my horror film consumption, both films new and old. And like some of them were duds, uh, you know, as I think a lot in if you go deep on any genre, you're going to find some duds. But um, but the theater offered a lot of fun experiences. I saw Talk to Me in theaters. Um, That was a delight. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's obviously dealing with some heavy themes, but just Horror live audiences for horror are just like the best. Um, I saw a really like under the radar gem on streaming called Deadstream, um, Mm -hmm. which was like a a vlogger who goes in a haunted house and experiences things firsthand. That was a really fun little like genre bending thing. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so now after watching all seven Chucky movies, I've been working my (laughs) way through the tv series and i'm i'm almost done i'm on the final episode of season two but now there's a whole season three to catch up on yes there is it just ended yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have have you kept up with it i have I, okay. I i i actually think the chucky tv series is surprisingly really funny i i um and i expected nothing i remember when it came on i think we t- we spoke about this a little bit before about how i had like really inc- maybe because my expectations were so incredibly low yeah, that I was just maybe, you know, maybe I overrated a little bit when it first came on. But I think it's pretty consistently, consistently fun. And uh, and Devin Sawa, by the way. Yeah. Uh, is okay. uh, one of our one of our guests at the Flashback Horror Convention this year that I hope you'll be coming to, Marnie. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing the work in that show. <laughs> he is. He rules in it, and he's great. Yeah. And a lot of people remember him from uh, Final Destination. He's in the mm-hmm. original Final Destination. And some people remember him. This is, you know, I remember, because I think the guy's terrific, and I'm excited to meet him. He's never been to our Flashback Convention. That's August 2nd through the 4th. We've got really great uh, guests so far. Nick Castle is coming. He uh, was the co-writer of Escape from New York, and he was the very first Mike Myers in Halloween, 
the original wow, Halloween. Wow, very great, cool. Great friends with John Carpenter. He's been he's been at our convention before. Fantastic filmmaker. He made The Last Starfighter, which is a classic 80s movie. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there. But Devin Sawa is going to be there. Uh, he is also, in addition to the Chuck E. Show and, and, and some of the other things, and, of course, Final Destination, he was Stan in the Eminem video. Stan. He's the... Was he really? Yeah, he's Stan. He's the guy who writes him all the letters and drives his car with the girl in the trunk and all that stuff. He plays Stan in the Stan video of Eminem. Well, you can tell it's been a while since I watched the Stan video. Yeah, but that's like I, shocking. I just remember because I because I you know that video is classic and the song is terrifying and yeah. and I remember going, holy shit, is that the guy from? I think that's the guy from Final Destination. From Casper. <laughs> yeah, from Cat. The guy from Casper. That's right. Well, anyway, you can meet him, Marnie, and uh, wow. if, you, if you come to Flashback. Oh, that's um, awesome. And then Nick Castle's going to be there, and we got one of the, the guy who played Michael Myers in the last three Halloween movies, the reboots from a couple of years ago. Nice. And the big announcement, the first big celebrity that they announced who's going to be there is Jane Levy. Ooh. Uh, from Don't Breathe and from Evil Dead, the 2013 um, reboot. Yes. And from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and from Suburbia and uh, Suburgatory. Um, I love Jane Levy. Um, yeah. And I hope I hope that the, because uh, I'll be doing her q and I'll be moderating her Q&A, her panel. And I hope the audience uh, is ready for me to ask 17,000 questions about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they Jane- have patience. I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows in the history of television. I love well, that show. Yeah, the Jane Levy filmography, like people people are super fans, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's That's true. That's awesome. Did you see Evil Dead? Did you see the reboot, the 2013? I saw Evil Dead Rise. Oh, Evil um, Dead Rise, okay. okay. Yes, and right. that, that blew me away. That's something I watched this past year in 2023. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, what? I, I loved the subtle homages to the original Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, I was i was really trepidatious to watch that one, but you reassured me that it was good. It's terrific, yeah. And then I got to do the Haunted House of Evil Dead Rise at Universal Studios. Oh! Uh, no, <laughs> during Halloween that? Horror Nights. How oh, was that? it was. It was wild. Um, the, the special effects they were able to do with, like, you know, elevators full of blood and, um, you know, the things that come. And, the, and, of course, they have, like, actual human scare actors dressed as the characters from the movie. It was really special. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. God, I wonder. I bet Sam Raimi must be losing his mind over the fact that this little movie that he made like in 1981 for $2 in the suburb of Detroit <laughs> now has a theme ride. I mean, that's yeah. insane. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. But of course, I mean, you know, he's gone on to some success, you know, making the Spider-Man movies. and, and Slightly, slightly. <laughs> but Evil Dead's the true masterpiece. That's the true. That's his, that's his real bread and butter as far as I'm concerned. No, but, 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 but uh, when you come to Flashback, and I say when, not if, mm-hmm, when you come to mm-hmm. Flashback in, in, in August, we're going to have a, a ton more guests. I mean, seriously, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Wow. Um, it's going to be a big year. We've got, I've, I've, I've heard rumblings about some, uh, some of the other guests that we're going to have. This is going to be a spectacular year to come to Flashback. Um, and make sure you come to that. But before you do, make sure you watch the 2013 Evil Dead. Okay. So that, uh, so I'll that, do my homework. <laughs> so that when you meet Jane Levy, you can say, wow, you scared the shit out of me in that movie. <laughs> so, and that would be quite a compliment in this be setting. be a huge compliment for her. So anyway, it's going to be good. And, uh, and I love that you got into horror. And there's, uh, there, there, you know, there, are, there are a lot of horror movies coming out. I will say this. Um, I don't know if, if we've we've we talked about this, but I'll, but I briefly will remind you that Maxine is coming out 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the third in the trilogy that started with X, and then oh. be- and then the second movie was Pearl. Pearl. And now the third one is Maxine. All right. Uh, and that's the that's the third in the trilogy that director Ty West, writer director Ty West has put together with with star uh, Mia Goth. And Ty West has never let me down, so I'm yeah. excited to dig into that as well. Yeah, th- so that's that's one of the big horror releases. That's you know probably number one on the list of horror releases for this uh, for this year. So you got that to look forward to. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, speaking of horror, Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, when I was on uh, when I was on WGN every year for over twenty something years, I would do the anti Valentine's Day show because I hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> I hate it. And uh, I hate it when I'm single. I hate it when I'm with someone. I hate it when, you know, anything. I'm just not a fan of Valentine's Day. And so uh, we do a show where I recommend the best movies to watch on Valentine's Day, you know, like uh, War of the Roses and, uh, you know, Bl- <laughs> Blue Valentine, stuff like oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and then I have people, I invite people to call in with their breakup stories and their horrible heartbreak uh, uh, tragedies and stuff. And we, we revel in anti-Valentine's Day. But you, on Valentine's Day, are going to be part of the great Mortified show that will be happening. Well, first of all, tell everybody, as we do, um, about Mortified. Yeah, so Mortified has been around for 20 years at this point. Um, It is a live stage show that happens at locations all around the country um, and in Chicago a few times a year. It's people going up on stage and presenting the stuff they created as adolescents, whether that is reading out of a journal or diary, whether that is reading poetry or showing, you know, even comic strips that they might have created as these angsty teens. And um, it's it's all about sharing the shame with the audience. So if we can all experience this collective cringe together, we can expunge it from our consciousness and uh, feel better. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a delight. And, you know, we, we do about four shows a year here in Chicago and the next one is on Valentine's day. And Mm -hmm. so of course it is themed as doomed Valentine's day. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's at the Athenaeum center, beautiful uh, place. Uh, right off of Lincoln Avenue in Chicago, um, and uh, yeah, I loved Mortified. You know that I've been I've been I've been supporting mm-hmm. Mortified since the very beginning, actually. Um, and uh, this uh, Valentine's Day show. So, what is I? Uh, you know, we're 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 a little over a month. We're about a month away. Um, so, what is being planned? What's the idea uh, uh, of the Valentine's uh, Valentine's Day uh, Mortified show? Well, all Mortified stage shows typically involve um, at least one presentation that has a lot a theme of unrequited love shall we say but yeah. the valentine's show we really aim for pro- lining up programming that's like very heartsick very lovelorn yeah. um or maybe you know dealing with like bad breakups things like that and so we try sounds to... exactly like my show every year <laughs> yes exactly they're definitely <laughs> spiritual exactly, twins exactly <laughs> exactly yeah so 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 you're li- so um uh uh now it can it, it can people you know uh, submit stuff I mean I know that you guys do this like year round people can go to mortified is it mortifiedchicago.com is that where it's getmortified.com okay and then you can submit 
your materials for consideration on that website and specify which city you live in or near um, because you would work with a team of people in that city. But right. yeah, basically anyone can, if you think that you have something from your youth that is worth sharing, uh, worth putting out there, and something that you are properly mortified by, yeah. um, you can submit it for consideration and a team of producers, um, you know, looks it over and you might go to like a screening session um and you know if you are selected for an appearance in the show you work with a producer to sort of hone a narrative around those pieces and sort of explain like who the hell you were as a teen and um and why it's mortifying (laughs) okay so it's getmortified.com look for chicago or whatever city you're in Mm -hmm. uh getmortified.com getting ready for the valentine's day show at the athenaeum center uh, and now, are you going to participate in that one? Do you have any youth stories about heartbreak or Valentine's that you would uh, that you would be able to share? Not myself. I I participated in one um, at the Fine Arts Building back in September, and that was primarily about how in love with American Idol singer Justin Guarini I was at the time. Um, so <laughs> I was deeply in love and. Uh, read that aloud. Um, but, you know, we are in partnership with WBEZ Chicago and right. WBEZ's YouTube page has past mortified performances in full on their YouTube channel. And um, so people interested in maybe attending the Valentine show can go back and look at some previous shows as well. Oh, OK. So you can check that out, too. It's on YouTube. All right, cool. Uh, so you were into Justin Guarini. Gu- Gu- what's his? How do you pronounce his last Guarini. name? Guarini. 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 OK. Uh, did you see uh, from Justin to Kelly? Uh, opening night <laughs> or Kelly to just what's it called is from it Justin, Justin to Kelly oh, yeah. from Justin to Kelly okay but you did opening night okay yeah there were like five people there <laughs> <laughs> what was it about Justin that uh, that captured your 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 love well he was a good singer and a good performer and yeah. um you know and and an eighth grader has to be in love with somebody so right so so you you're into guys who look like sideshow Bob is that the, that's right uh, that's, that's right that's, that's, <laughs> consistently <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay that's pretty funny that is that's that is pretty funny so do you know were you mad about kelly winning i understood that she was an undeniable talent so i was yeah. i was quite fair to kelly <laughs> okay uh but yeah well and now justin is um he he's that dr, dr. pepper, pepper. Mascot. he's a little yeah. Let's have a pepper. He's the little pepper guy. I don't <laughs> think right. I don't think people realize that's him. Do you think a lot no, of people? I didn't notice right away because they're trying so much to make him look like you know Prince or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's yeah, that's him. For the people who don't know, for the people who don't know, he's the little Dr Pepper dude. He's the like uh, uh, little Dr Pepper. He's the. Is there a catchphrase? Am I missing the catchphrase? Is there something about sweet? The sweet one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the sweet one. Oh yeah. That's right. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's right. That's right. So that's your childhood crush. Your childhood crush is the little Dr. Pepper who says, it's a sweet one. That's your childhood yep. crush. And it's a good gig if you can get it, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, uh, Kelly is just, you know, daytime TV host. Domination, uh, you know, yeah. Domination. And uh, I love I, I love Kelly Clarkson. She's the best. Her. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love her. So I talented. Love, every- love everything about her. I love her attitude. I love, mm-hmm. you know, um, how honest she is about what 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 a painful experience it was to go through that whole thing and yeah uh, yeah yeah. just like really refreshingly transparent yeah and coming out the other end just kicking ass i'm a big fan of hers i always Mm -hmm. have been i think she's great okay and i don't have a problem with the little sideshow bob either (laughs) 
<laughs> with Lil uh, Sweet. <laughs> and Lil, it's a sweet one, or whatever the hell it is. Okay. Uh, so anyway, Mortified Doomed Valentine's Show is happening on Valentine's Day at SNAM Center. Check out GetMortified.com. Check your city and uh, submit stuff if you would like to. And uh, we'll get a full report on that the next time that you join us. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some takeout stuff. Okay, listen. Uh, the only Stanley Cup that I know, the Hawks won three times uh, in it re- most recently. They won it in 2010, 2013, and 2015. The, the, the Stanley Cup, when I think Stanley Cup, when I hear Stanley Cup, I immediately think NHL. I immediately think hockey. But that's not what's happening right now. Um, everywhere I look, online, social media, all over the place, on television, people talking about it, seeing it everywhere – is Stanley Cup, but it's not the NHL Stanley Cup, and it's become insane, and these stupid things are everywhere. Please explain to me and everyone what the hell these Stanley Cups are and why everybody's going crazy over them. Can you, can you try to fix that for us? I can try. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the Stanley Cup that we're talking about, nothing to do with hockey, it's right. a, it is an insulated tumbler, you know, like we've had in society for decades, right? Yes. Um, yes. It is. It keeps cold drinks cold. Uh, I think it can keep hot drinks hot. You know, it, it's. Um, I I've had you know for ten years I've had one under the Hydro Flask brand, like the or the Swell bottles. You might remember those from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Basically, every few years, different companies come forth as the trendy water bottle, right? And um. <laughs> The Stanley <clears throat> is the cup du jour, uh, featuring, <laughs> unlike a lot of models in the past, I guess its innovative feature is that it has a straw and it has a big handle. Um, <laughs> it, and it fits in a car cup holder. It's got that tapered bottom so that you can put it in a car. So got it, got it. that kind of made it very popular with people who spend a lot of time in the car, which is like reasonable. Um, some people who spend... A lot of time in the car are like busy parents and what else do busy parents do they create influential followings on TikTok. so there's kind of this whole um ecosystem that is contributing to the stanley cup's success like uh on TikTok, people will make it like a status symbol to have limited edition color stanley cups or to put the most interesting powdered uh, you know water additives into their cups and stir it around it's it's actually a subset of TikTok called Hashtag water talk, where you like create interesting flavored God. waters in your Stanley. Oh and um, yeah, and, and they've just become an object of fascination for people. They cost between 40 and $50. And um, yeah, and now I've paid uh, probably like 35 for a top line water bottle before. And like I said, I've had it for 10 years. But um, this one is a little baffling to me because it does spill. It doesn't have like a screw-on lid. It's sort of like a, like a coffee-to-go cup type of lid, where okay. if you if you put the you know if the cup tilts on its side, like there is stuff spilling out. And if Gee, I'm paying what? forty to fifty dollars, I think I want something a little more watertight. You would think, right? <clears throat> but I guess it's not a problem if it's always safely in your hand as you hold it by its giant handle. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so then uh, Target and Starbucks released limited edition color drops of the Stanley, and it caused absolute pandemonium as people tried to get the limited edition ones. And, you know, it's like the Tickle Me Elmo of, like, TikTok parents, Of, of thermoses. You know? it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't just say parents. Like, young people also love the Stanleys. I know high schoolers are super into them. Um, but yeah, so it's just this status symbol, and it is the latest focal point of people's 
obsession. You know, I think there's always going to be some materialistic obsession out there, but yeah. the rise in like um, hydration uh, scare tactics and like, oh, you need to be drinking water constantly and oh, drinking water is good for your skin. So skincare TikTok is all over it. And, you know, it fits in the car cup holders. So like busy parent culture is all over it. It's just the cross section of a lot of things, man, but oh, you don't have to care about them. <laughs> no, I don't. And I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good without, uh, <laughs> without the, uh, without being obsessed with the Stanley, uh, cups. Yeah. I just find that. So, I find people are just weird, man. What they get yeah. into. God. Okay. So that's Agreed. the Stanley cup. And if you want to be, you know, hip on the, with the kids on the TikToks and the, and the <laughs> grams and all that stuff, get your Stanley cups and, uh, and, uh, all of that. Um, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I read a little bit about it and then I read, uh, you know, you guys wrote a, a little bit about it and I was like, okay. Um, I still don't get it. I, there are, there no. are things, there are things that happen in behaviors that, uh, that people participate in and, and that I just don't quite understand. And that's one of them. Yeah. So. And that's, that's probably healthy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So that's what's happening for all you people out there are going, what's this Stanley cup thing? It's not the hockey thing. There's people blah, 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 blah. that's what it is. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, now, another thing that people are going crazy about, and I will say this, at the time of this recording, and I told you this before we started recording this segment, um, I was scrolling around uh, on my interwebs and looking at my feeds and stuff, and uh, my feeds have been jammed with people losing their mind over the fact that uh, that uh, Fruit Stripe gum has been discontinued. Fruit Stripe gum that we all remember, I think, from our youth that we chewed and everything. It's been discontinued, and people are, as far as I can tell, judging by what's happening you know, uh, on the Internet and stuff like that, people are losing their mind over the fact that we're going to lose fruit-striped gum. What's the story behind this? Yeah, so every so often products get quietly discontinued, and a big announcement isn't made until people start asking. And so, you know, the Reddit community was starting to say, hey, I can't find my regular fruit stripe gum. Because I guess a lot of people do chew it into adulthood. I haven't had it since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but people, you know, have it. They, they're nostalgic for it. They love it. And so people had a harder time finding it. So we contacted the Ferrara Candy Company. Uh, here, which in owns the, here in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, here in Chicago. Yeah. They yeah, own yeah. a lot. They own the Trolley brand and, um, you know, Black Forest gummies. And, and so they have owned Fruit Stripe for a number of years. <clears throat> and um, they did confirm that it has been discontinued. Oh. Um, yeah. And, and it's just one of those things where everyone makes the same joke about Fruit Stripe. And do you know what that joke is? You're going to have to remind me, I think. <laughs> Just that the flavor's like gone faster than you can unwrap it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Fruit Stripe gum is a fruity gum with the zebra stripes on it. And, you know, yeah, you chew it and like five seconds later, the fruit flavor just is completely dissipated. But right. despite those failings, I think people are like, well, we didn't want it to leave forever. You know, like we want to make fun of it forever, but we don't want it to be discontinued. Um, but the statement said that the decision wasn't taken lightly, and they said they considered many factors before deciding to take it off the market, including consumer preferences and purchasing patterns. <laughs> so, oh, is I that right? The, yeah, the numbers just weren't there for Fruit Stripe. So, so they actually did some consumer studying over the fact that they were <laughs> going to discontinue the uh, the Fruit Stripe gum. And it makes sense because when you think about how 
you know, neon and how intensely flavored everything is on the market these days, there's just like not a lot of room for a product with a mild flavor that lasts five seconds. That's you know, true. it's all about the extreme now yeah. and the sour yeah. and everything. Well, people are losing their minds over it today. I can tell you that just from just at, 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 on during the day of this uh, of this recording, as we speak, people are losing their minds on the internet about uh, fruit stripe gum game being gone. You know, despite the fact that it loses its flavor in two seconds, and you probably haven't chewed it in forty years, <laughs> uh, but people are losing their minds over it this morning. I can tell you that. It's just like when um, Necco briefly discontinued Necco wafers in. I think 2018, um, talk about a maligned candy, but everyone's like, no, you have to exist so we can continue to make fun of you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what the thing is. Like who the hell eats Necco? You know what, you know what Necco waivers used to be used for, Marnie? This is true. Did you know this? What? That you could use Necco wafers to pay tolls. (gasps) Oh, because it's like the same size as a coin. Yeah. The same consistency. (laughs) People would throw them in the baskets, and actually, sometimes it would work. Like, you could throw Necco waivers into a toll basket and pay your toll. Now, wow. nobody there aren't baskets anymore. Now, you drive right through, and you got the right. little, you know, and you pay with your phone or the thing on your, on your windshield. But back in the day, back in the old days, you could have a stack of Necco wafers instead of coins and throw them into the basket, and it would read as coins. You so could, you're saying I can't tape a roll of Necco wafers under my sun visor and that's hope not that it work. works? No, that's not going to work. It's not, it's not going to scan the Necco wafers as you drive through. the. the Dang. The, here's, a, here's a general question, though. I don't chew a lot of gum. In fact, I don't chew gum. Very rarely do I chew gum anymore. Um, it, it, does stick gum still sell? Does it still, you know, you know the old st- stick of gum, does do, do that yeah. still... Do they still sell? I I mean, yes. There's more forms of gum than ever before, certainly, because yeah. there's like Orbit, which are the tiny little squares, and then there's Icebreaker Cubes, which are <clears throat> literal cubes like in a plastic right. tub. Right, But um, Extra is still like a, one of the leading brands, and they do like a classic foil-wrapped stick, and that's my gum of choice. Um, okay. And, that, so and, yeah, still, think, and of course, they still sell Juicy Fruit and Big Red and all those. And, 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 that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Those so it, it takes on ones, more yeah. forms, but I think the stick is just still the most efficient, easiest okay. to throw in a bag. And yeah, I just didn't know whether they still because I'm not a I'm not a gum chewer on a regular basis. I just didn't know. I was just because I whenever I walk into a you know into a Walgreens or something, if I walk down the candy aisle, I notice that there are a lot more varying containers and shapes of gum <laughs> than ever before. Right. And and I wondered if that just kind of pushed the old fashioned aluminum foiled stick out the window, you know. I didn't know yeah. if that was a Luckily I think they're all still sitting there. Okay. <laughs> Except for the fruit stripe gum, which is now discontinued. Yeah. RIP fruit stripe. Hearts are broken. Hearts are broken <laughs> all over the place. Hey, speaking of hearts, wow man, man I'm segueing. Man, am I a segue <laughs> machine today? That's right. Sweethearts candy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't remember what Sweetheart's Candy is, I love, by the way, I love this story. Can I just say <laughs> that I absolutely love this story? Oh, uh, we are coming up, we, as we mentioned, you've got your Valentine's show at Mortified coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to go along with Valentine's Day, we have the Sweetheart's Candy. This story rules. Tell everybody about the latest about Sweetheart's Candy and remind people for be- people who might have forgotten what they are. Sure. Um, sweethearts are actually... Also originally a Necco product, both Necco wafers and Sweethearts were saved from doom uh, in 2018 when the New England Candy Company, which is where Necco comes from, mm-hmm. um, they sold the brands to Spangler, uh, which I think is in Ohio. Anyway, okay. 
since then. So they've kind of, sweethearts have been on a kind of a wild ride since then. These are those chalky conversation hearts that you get in the little boxes around Valentine's Day with the messages printed on them. Right. When Spangler acquired Sweethearts, that year there were no Sweethearts because once they bought the brand, they had Mm. to bring all that like old timey individual stamp uh, equipment. They had to bring it from New England and reassemble it piece by piece at their factory. Did they seriously? They did <clears throat> seriously. Yeah, they they really are committed to the original oh printing methods. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so that delayed them, and then they came back, but a lot of them didn't have the messages on them yet because the printer wasn't fully up and running. So there were fewer <laughs> messages in a box, and you know they've gone through hell and back uh, basically wow. to bring us these hearts, but. You know, the joke with Sweethearts is often that this, the printing is, it's an old process. So it can be blotchy and it can be inscrutable sometimes if, if all the words are jammed together on there. So this year <laughs> they're releasing a box uh, called Sweethearts Situationships where the messages are as blurry as your relationship. So they're they're turning that flaw of like blotchy, inscrutable messages on the hearts into a selling point and saying like, hey, if it's hard to read, so is the situationship. So they're I love kind of that. gearing it toward like a modern dating scene. I love that story. I love that idea. I think that's great. I mean, yeah. embrace embrace the flaw and have fun with it. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Really good to see brands kind of do a self-effacing humor once Absolutely. in a while. Now, are they available now or is it or as we get closer to? Because already across the street at the Walgreens, they've already got, you know, I live across from a Walgreens. Um, and they've already got two aisles loaded with uh with with uh, with Valentine's Day stuff, candy, yes. everything. So. The sweethearts should be there, um, and I think they're doing a normal box also. So if you don't want the situation ships box, you don't have to have it, but mm. <laughs> they have them available if you want to make someone laugh. Now, are they going to then like? Are they going to leave some of the equipment uh, broken just so they can continue <laughs> to make? The situation ship uh, uh, hearts. I, I would That's imagine. a good question. I wonder if because nothing would be more embarrassing than if there was a situation ships box of pristine lettering, right? So they must yeah. reserve all the blotchy ones on purpose then, yeah. and and save and and sort of funnel them into these boxes. I should ask them about their process. That that would be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be. I think that would be interesting as well. But anyway, uh, you can um, you can actually purposely buy blurry messages on your sweetheart's candy now. <laughs> and it's all it's all good. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, as, as we have wrapped up uh, 2023, uh, just uh, you know, um, a, a couple of episodes ago, um, uh, Steve and Eric and I uh, unveiled our our best movies of the year and our worst movies of uh, of, of of the year for 2023. We're doing best of this and best of that. We did TV. We talked about other things. Uh, but now you have the worst grocery products of 2023. Can we reflect upon the worst grocery products of 2023 for everybody? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 2023 was a year in which a lot of brands were doing stunts. You know, I think that in the age of social media, we see this a lot where even if a product is um, gross, like on purpose, it's still going to make a splash and create the buzz that a brand wants to see. Yeah. So we saw a lot of things come to the market like that. But then we saw things that were genuinely trying to be innovative and interesting and delicious, and they just kind of failed on that point. So we we kind of boiled it down to the five worst grocery items we saw released in 2023 that we had the chance to taste. Mm -hmm. What do we got here? 
I'm All looking, right. I'm looking at, I'll, I'll follow you. I'll follow along because I got the <laughs> article right in front of me. So Totino's pizza rolls. We're all aware of the pizza rolls. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you put them in the oven they, you know, or microwave, um, mm-hmm. like quintessential sleepover food. Yep. Well, now Totino's knows its market, so it's, it's gearing itself toward gamers. And so they collaborated with an esports organization called FaZe Clan, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they created orange chicken rolls. So they're like pizza rolls, but they're allegedly like orange chicken inside. Um, <laughs> If you hadn't told us that's what it was supposed to be, there's no way we would have guessed. And not least of all, because the ingredients list has like tomato puree in it. Um, And that's just not something you see in orange chicken. So they didn't seem to change it much from the original formula. They just wanted you to think it's orange chicken. So that was kind of a letdown. Okay, that's a letdown. So Totino's is the first one. Okay, what's next Mm -hmm. on the the list? Coca-Cola Move. Did you... I don't even know what this is. No, okay. I have no idea what it is. Coca-Cola's been getting really experimental in recent years. Rather than release flavors, you know, like raspberry Coke or something like that, they've been releasing concepts. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Coca-Cola Move was released early last year, and it was meant to offer fans, quote, a taste inspired by transformation. Um, and so it was really just kind of like Coke with strawberry vanilla-ish flavors to it, yeah. maybe coconut notes. Some people tasted coconut in there. Um, but all of it just kind of left you feeling like it was it was like a Coca-Cola that was just too perfumey, you know? Yeah. And it, it's it's like when you have something like that, you'd rather just drink a regular Coca-Cola. Right. Move. Coca-Cola move. move. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay, next. Um. In 2023, post-consumer brands who make, you know, all the cereals um, kind of decided to create a new category of cereal called Sweet Dreams. It's a brand called Sweet Dreams, and they wanted to make cereal part of your healthy sleep routine. (laughs) Basically, it's nighttime cereal. Instead of having cereal for breakfast in the morning, they... Wanted, you know, it makes sense to expand your day part um, and make people eat your product at more times of day. But this was specifically making claims that it would, like, help you sleep. Um, and the way that it said it would do that is the um, one of the flavors was called Blueberry Midnight and one was Honeymoon Glow. And it was, you know, had lavender and chamomile and these things that do ostensibly relax you. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, it had zinc, folic acid, and B vitamins, which they said would support natural melatonin production. Yeah. And, you know, like they're really stretching here to just say it's cereal, it has vitamins in it. And like, I was always confused when are you supposed to eat it? Because, like, if I eat it, I don't want to eat something right before I go to sleep. I kind right. of like to leave some time. Yeah. And then it's like, but then you have to like, brush your teeth and do all your nighttime routine stuff. Right. So I don't know. It just, it, it doesn't make too much sense to me. It tasted fine. Yeah. You know, it was just like bran, <laughs> really, yeah. like with sweetness in it. But so this happened as about, a concept. This, this was released about a year ago. Do people, are people now eating cereal before they go to sleep? Is that a, is that a fad now? Have they succeeded? Has Post succeeded in, uh, well, pretty soon after they released the cereal, um, the Washington Post went deep on uh, the fact that it's probably bunk, <laughs> um, yeah. that, that the claims are you know bunk or the effects yeah. are. Yeah. Um, so anecdotally, I have not seen much uptake on ah. sleepy cereal. <laughs> no, sleepy cereal, not a thing. Okay, <laughs> no. not a thing. Okay. You just, it's, it's, it's right next to Coke Move. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, next on, this, uh, on, the, on the list here. 
Yeah. So this is pretty exciting. I mean, Reese's, uh, Reese, I have to stop myself from saying Reese's. It's Reese's. I, know. I, know. I, say, <laughs> um, I say Reese's as well. I know. Yeah. I know. Reflex. But yep. the brand announced that they were going to do plant-based peanut butter cups. That essentially means no milk chocolate. Because obviously it's not like uh, Reese's cups have uh, meat in them. But it, right. plant-based meaning it does not have dairy either. Um, so a dairy-free peanut butter cup is good news to a lot of people who can't have dairy. Um, right, right. And so that's it's great that they're trying to cater to that market. The problem with these cups was that um, the oat milk chocolate that forms the outer cup is just so much more rigid because the best part about biting into a Reese's cup is sort of like the way that your teeth just sink into it mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of like the chocolate is very like silky and melty these were much stiffer and um, it was more of like a molded layer of chocolate over the peanut butter um, and so you kind of like had to snap it off it didn't really like bite off very cleanly it just like wasn't a fun experience to eat it they yeah. tried their best and i hope that they just keep tinkering with it because yeah. it's good to expand your offerings like that but that didn't work no did not work okay i'm looking at the picture they don't look pleasant either They're no really pleasant to the a little eye. powdery <laughs> all right and the last one um yes <laughs> saving the best for last tell everybody about this thing um, well, you can thank your lucky stars that we never did this as a taste test on your yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> no, we did not. We did not. Uh, Van Leeuwen, um, which is a, a like a sort of gourmet ice cream brand that you can get at grocery stores, uh, collaborated with Hidden Valley Ranch to do ranch ice cream. Um, and unfortunately for all of us, it was incredibly accurate. It 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 was. It, it was full of ranch dressing flavor. Um, it had that like lingering garlicky note. Uh, it was oniony. Um, and it's a very high quality vanilla ice cream. And that, you know, so it's very like velvety, but that's not really the mouthfeel you want when you're eating yeah. ranch. And you also want ranch to be paired with something. So just to right. have a mouthful of it on its own was just so disorienting and off-putting. It does seem just strange. And I like ranch as much as the next guy, but yeah, mm -hmm. that just that sounds very strange. I wouldn't imagine. Are, are there they, were there were there were there fans of ranch flavored ice cream? I'm sure there were. I think that people were just excited by how much they nailed the flavor, whether or not you would eat it all the time. And I will say, Van Leeuwen as a brand is doing, you know, kind of wild collaborations like this all the time. And sometimes they're really good. The craft mac and cheese ice cream was delicious. See now, I didn't try. Yeah. I saw that. I've seen. I've, I saw that, and I and I. And it was. It's good. You 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 liked it. Yeah, because their ice cream really is like quite premium. Um, you can tell it's made with like high quality dairy and all that. Right. So then, when you add that with like a mild cheese flavor, it almost tastes like a cheesecake or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's just no room for onion and garlic in my ice cream. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, uh, so those are some of the worst. Those are the five worst grocery items uh, of uh, 2023 and some very interesting stories. Uh, I'm still just like a Coke move. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just like high concept. I don't, like, just I don't give even us a remember. Flavor. Did they have an ad campaign for that? I don't remember TV commercials for it. I don't remember it at all. It got past me completely. Well, I wonder if that's because they're they're going on like the young people channels because oh, uh, sure. I, I yeah. missed it too but I yeah. think that they were doing a lot of like um in-app advertising I, for I it gotcha. and things yeah, like that yeah. it's not it's not advertised to people in their late 50s that's for sure okay <laughs> nor even it. in their late 30s <laughs> I got it okay all right cool
All right. Well, Marnie, always a pleasure. Um, what is the takeout working on in the coming uh, in the coming days that we might be looking for uh, in between your next now and the next visit? Well, February's coming up, which means Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, uh, both holidays that I consider purely about food. Right. Uh, so <laughs> we'll be catering to those interests. Yeah. And uh, yeah, other than that, just looking out for um, new developments from fast food and uh, grocery chains. So you can yeah. check it all out on the takeout. And I would, uh, I would, uh, I would, lo- I would love for people, more people, to follow you on Instagram because you're a delight to follow on Instagram. You <laughs> wow, are. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> All the taste testing you do in the products, and you take great pictures and you describe them. It's always fun. It's always, it's always really cool. I love following you on Instagram. So I think oh, people should thank follow you. you. Follow you on Instagram for sure. That's Marnie Sure S H U R E, and thetakeout.com. Marnie, always a pleasure, and we'll talk to you. Uh, I'll, I'll get in contact with you, and we'll we'll do it all again uh, in uh, February sometime. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Take care. You too. All right. There's Marnie Schur, everybody. She rules. You know who else rules? Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esma. I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon joins us on every episode of the Nick D podcast right here on the Radio Misfits uh, podcast network. By the way, you should check out our 24-hour streaming service, uh, which you should always check out. Esmeralda, you know the streaming service is, uh, is up and running. Hi, Esmeralda, by the way. Hi. Nice. Hello. Hi. The streaming service is really cool. It is 24 hours. It's free. It's just like radio, only cooler. Ooh, and nice. And it's radiomisfits.live. You can hear um, – there's a, there's a podcast on this network called um, uh, Unheard, Unheard Music. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, – if you are with a band that's unsigned and you want your music to be heard by a lot of people – Send it in uh, to Radio Misfits, and uh, it'll get played on the podcast show uh, called the Unheard Music Show. And all mm. of that music, all of that music is played during the course of the day. Um, oh, that's uh, very cool! And then, in between all that really cool music, are episodes of all the great podcasts that are part of the network, including this one. You can hear this podcast daily at three p.m. Central. Um, mm-hmm. Every every day at three p.m. Central, and you can hear my SNL podcast. That show hasn't been funny in years. An SNL podcast. You can hear that daily at nine a.m. Central, and then all That's the neat. all the other really cool podcasts are broadcast during different parts of the day for free, and in between, unheard mm-hmm. music from unsigned bands. It's a really, really cool, oh, uh, really, really like cool that. network. Yeah, so it's free, twenty-four hour streaming service. And again, you can hear this podcast three p.m. Central daily, and you can hear my SNL podcast nine a.m. Central daily. Uh, along with all the other great music and all the great podcasts. That's radiomisfits.live. Mark it and listen to it. It's free. It's happening right now as we speak, radiomisfits.live. So it's pretty cool. So there you go. Very cool. How you been, Esmeralda? Been all right. Been uh, all right. Okay, cool. Um, you know, um, not as though we're taping this ahead of time, but we had some really crazy weather over the weekend. Wasn't it nuts? 
It was bananas. <laughs> Crazy cuckoo bananas. Let's just That's be all as, I can say. Let's be as vague <laughs> as possible. Let's be as vague as possible. It was cold and there was snow and it was winter and oh my God, it was completely Woo! crazy. And I don't remember all the specific details on what happened on, I don't know, I, it was such Friday a blur. or Sunday. It was such a blur. <laughs> I just don't understand what happened, but it was crazy. That was January in Chicago. So, you know, that's what happens. Uh-oh. Yeah! Exactly. Yeah. 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 They like these guys like winter. That's what they're all they're all happy about. And it's a uh, so, oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell and I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. She's wearing a parka. It's so cold out she has a parka oh. on right now. Oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell. I mean, she Russell, does live on your porch. I love she Nick's does, show. she does live on the back porch. The only thing that keeps her warm is the steam off of the uh Clothes press, the closing press that she has out there for the, you know, to, uh, you know, to make So the she's just like, I got to keep making t-shirts. Yeah, or, or she sleeps on it. She, cold. she sleeps on Ooh, it and, clo- wow. and, cl- and closes it on herself. While the, while she, oh, <laughs> that's... Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, All and right. I love Nick's show. Oh, she just gave me the finger. All right, Carrie. All right. See you later. Okay. <laughs> she's never doing this podcast, ever. So, uh, <laughs> Carrie Russell, one of my favorite people in the world, and I've got her now living on my back porch, with, wearing a parka, giving me the finger. That's what she's doing right now. That's 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 a, this is a, an Emmy sounds nominee. About right. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds about Emmy, correct. Every nominee. All right. So anyway, all right. Um, uh, so we did the Michael Bolton update uh, for people mm-hmm. who, uh, who didn't know. We did the Michael Bolton update, and uh, and when he gets back out on the road, we'll let you know what's going on. But we. You know, we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that he was uh, he was getting better, uh, and uh, and all of that. And uh, and we did talk about uh, really uh, really dumb uh, warnings and dumb people, which we're going to get to in a minute. And now, again, one more time, um, Deanna, our lovely friend uh, Deanna, um, has hooked mm-hmm. us up with some snacks that will be coming from Universal Fun. Right, that's the name of the Yums. Yeah, Yum, Universal Yums. Okay, Universal Yums. And uh, we'll get a box. How often do we get a box? Like, is it a box every couple of months or something I like that? I guess it's three every month. Okay. I think it's every month. Okay. I think. And it'll it'll be snacks, both savory and sweet, from all around the the world. But specifically, right now, we've been this box is specifically from. Is everything in there from Spain that you got? Yes. Okay. So it's the Spain box. We got the box from Spain, mm-hmm. which yes, is cool because that's unique. You don't. You don't. As you were talking about on the last podcast, you know, you can get a lot of snacks imported from different places throughout different neighborhoods, but there aren't a lot of snacks that you can get easily imported from Spain for some reason. Uh, right. I've yeah. never seen snacks from Spain. <laughs> we, yeah. Like there's never been I've never seen in the store because, you know, if you go to certain specific supermarkets, there will just be aisles aisles dedicated to just a certain um country right and i've never seen anything for spain i have to say uh julie and i went to a uh, a polish deli mm-hmm. um uh right out on the south side uh, like in our, right outside of orland park it was like right outside of orland park over the over this past mm-hmm. weekend and they had a bag of like 99 cent snacks they were like I guess they were like peanut flavored or something, but they were like 
They were they had the consistency. They were like uh, cheese puffs. They were round, but they weren't mm-hmm. cheese. But they had that consistency. You know, you know the cheese puff consistency, a little crunchy, but kind yeah, of yeah, melts yeah. in your mouth kind of thing. And I can't remember what they were what they were called, but there was the the mascot was was terrifying. Uh, the little the, <laughs> yeah. the mascot was absolutely terrifying. Um, it was like this black dot that had a crazy face. Mm-hmm. And it was like peanut flavored puffs, uh, and it was from what when we looked on the back, there was a sticker stuck onto it that um, that said that it was Frito Lay's Polish wing. So it came from Frito Lay, mm. but, but the Polish version of Frito Lay. But right, the mascot was terrifying, and that's why we bought him. I was like, oh, well, I have to try this because if this crazy, insane, black, furry dot with maniacal eyes and a crazy smile enjoys these sort of peanut puff snacks then we have to try them are they bomba bomba does does the bag bomba does it have curly what what was the name of the i don't even remember i don't even remember they were they they all i remember is that they were shaped like they were round they were shaped like cheese puffs except they were like Mm -hmm. peanut kind of flavored and the dude, whatever it was, this amorphous, big furry black dot with a maniacal face was the, was the, uh, was the mascot. And I was, as soon as I saw that thing, I'm like, well, I have to buy this. And they were good. (laughs) They were actually very tasty. Um, They were were salty, peanutty and, and, and had that great Mm -hmm. sort of like melt in your mouth, but yet crunchy consistency of a cheese puff. Except Mm -hmm. I was just, I was just kind of, mesmerized by how insane the the, the mascot was it just like, well, <laughs> so and you know i have a weakness for mascots as you know i i, I, I yeah 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 I, yeah and i would love to see somebody in the in a, in a in 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 this particular costume running around terrifying people because i think he would make he would be he would be he would be a good partner to scaring the hell out of people like gritty does you know how gritty scares the shit out of uh, right people, yeah freaks out kids well this amorphous black furry crazy thing would do a great job scaring the hell out of kids (laughs) but they had all kinds of uh great uh uh you know snacks from poland there and uh and they all had like a lot of the snacks from different countries they have like like really i really love the way that the packaging is like the packaging for well first of all tell everybody what you're going to be uh what you're going to be tasting today from spain uh, so one is a white truffle flavored potato chip, God, that and the good. other one is a chocolate bar with uh, orange in it. With orange in it. With uh, candied orange peels. Ooh, candied orange peels. Okay, so a chocolate mm-hmm. candy bar with candied orange peels uh, uh, throughout, and then a white truffle potato. Man, that white truffle potato chip sounds good. That sounds good. We'll find out. <laughs> what does the what does the packaging look like? Are there any insane black furry uh, mascots to no. terrify you or anything? No. No, I honestly, I think because they're like Spanish candies and snacks, they seem yeah. very understated. Okay. Like the potato chips just have potato chips on them, mm-hmm. and the candy bar just has a a slice of orange and a, and a candy bar on no, the front. very simple. Very simple. Nothing insane. Very simple. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was noticing when we were in that Polish uh, store, um, you know, because they had the, the you know, when you're waiting in line, they had the impulse buy stuff next to you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a lot of like candy and little packets of like snacks and stuff. And there seemed to be really terrifying children on a lot of the <laughs> on a lot yeah. of, with weird hats and shit. You know, like it's like <laughs> like these little like sweet little little candies in, in in single packets. You know, like little plastic packets. And they there seemed to be like a lot of terrifying looking maybe devil children wearing weird hats. Wow. And that seems to be one of the the recurring images that you'll find on sweet snacks from Poland, or at least specifically at this shop we were at. There were a lot of like yeah. terrifying like omen children. There were a lot of Damians, you know, like with what with, mm. with but, but but with weird hats, you know. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but uh, okay. So we got to, that'll be coming up as part of the taste testing that Esmeralda will be doing. Uh, we'll do that at the at the end of the segment. White truffle potato chips and a chocolate chocolate bar with uh, candied uh, oranges, orange peel. So that'll be fun to check out as we continue to uh, take you through the world of Universal Yum. That's uh, that's fantastic. Hey, by the way, Esmeralda, uh, you know the last time uh, the, on the last episode, I was telling you that um, um, I was about to see uh, Mean Girls, the musical. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it is a piece of shit, Esmeralda. No. It's how how so terrible. Well, just the song isn't it a carbon copy? It is. Of- it is. It is, and that's one problem because like the original Mean Girls, the movie directed by Mark Waters, written by Tina Fey, and featuring you know Lindsay Lohan and uh, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Lacey Chabert, and uh, Rachel McAdams, among others, is a classic. I think like a modern a modern you know classic, and I love that movie, mm-hmm. and I've seen it a million times, and I kind of know it by heart. And yes, the problem is it is a beat for beat sort of remake, but it's it's based upon the Broadway musical because, you know, if a movie's a hit now, they got to make a, a terrible Broadway musical out of it. You know, uh, of they course. did. You know, you know. Oh, by the way, you know what movie they did it with? Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, hi, Carrie. You know, they did it with Waitress. That, uh, that, yeah, that no, fantastic. I heard I heard that was a success, though. Yeah, it was a huge success. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I I saw it and I didn't think it was very good because I'm not, you know, like I get like I love the movie and there was no need to make mm-hmm. a goddamn Broadway musical out of it. But <laughs> everything is a Broadway musical like Back to the Future is a musical now. It, yeah, they, um, it, I saw Mrs. Doubtfire. Is yeah, a musical. Yeah, that's that's playing in Chicago, I think, as we speak. Um so it's like they've exhausted idea. I mean, what was the last great original musical? And I can tell you what I don't even need. To, I can I can answer that. The last great original Broadway musical is Book of Mormon. That's the last one, mm. and it was fucking great. Have you ever seen Book of Mormon? I have not. It, you you like South Park, right? Oh yeah. Um, I, I'm telling you, it's. I mean, Trey Parker is a, as far as I'm concerned, is a musical genius, and that's the last like really great original. You know, if it's not like um, a jukebox musical, like that stupid MJ or the, you know, these jukebox musicals where like a Carol King one where it's just like people getting up, it, you know, it, like the, the MJ one or some of these other ones that they have, you, you may as well be going to, you may as well go to Great America. You know how they have those shows where just people get up on stage and they sing like hits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand the I, I just don't understand the fascination with people. It's just a concert, isn't it? It is. It's a concert, but it's not by the artist. It's imita- It's like going to a fucking a, a, a tribute band, except you're on Broadway and you're paying five hundred dollars a seat to see some jagoff pretend to be Michael Jackson. I don't. I don't. 
I do not get jukebox musicals. And then if they're not a jukebox musical, which are shitty, they're an, a, an unnecessary uh, adaptation of a movie that's now turned into a musical. Where they turn everything into a musical now. So Mean Girls was turned into a musical, you know? Um and uh, and and I you know and I I saw a lot of the performances and the songs didn't impress me and I know that Tina Fey wrote the book and a lot of talented people apparently wrote the music and everything, but I just don't I I don't get it and then I saw the movie and the movie is based what? in. So, are the songs good? No, <laughs> the songs suck. The songs are terrible and it's the same movie but with less talented performers actors I should say because some of the people in this movie are Broadway you know they're they're stage actors and they can sing I will I will say that there are the, the cast members a lot of the cast members have great voices and they can sing I will say that mm. but they're certainly not good actors and they're certainly not as good as the actors that are in the original movie like they're no no one in this movie is nearly as good as Lindsay Lohan was Nobody in the yeah. movie is nearly as good as Rachel McAdams. Nobody is. The people playing those parts are horrible compared to the people who originated the parts. And then they sing, they sing shitty songs. That's 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 it. And and they change like, and they change like, something. And they sing shitty songs. That's it. It's like it's like a, it, it's like an unnecessary remake, beat for beat, of the movie that already exists. That is already great. So you don't need it. And the only difference is that they, instead of you know, like moving on to the next scene, they sing a shitty song. That's it. So it's mm-hmm. the same exact movie, beat for beat, with l- less talented performers and actors singing shitty songs. That, that's what it is. And that's what 90% of Broadway musicals that, that are based on non-musical movies are. Mm-hmm. You know, like Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was a goddamn... Uh, was a movie, and that and they made that into a musical. I mean, and and actually, Beetlejuice is not a terrible. That's not what. That's one of the uh, Broadway shows that's not bad. That's actually, that's actually kind of fun. That one's kind of fun. Yeah. But it kind of lends itself to it. Mm-hmm. But like, Mean Girls was never meant to be a fucking music. <laughs> you know. I mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you can do it, go ahead. If people are gonna go see it, go ahead. But then I'm just like, what is? Just yeah. leave it there leave yeah. it in the theater i can't wait till they do the schindler's list musical that's gonna be fantastic when they when they bust that out <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they did i wouldn't be surprised like let's make a musical out of anything and of course i want to see back to the future because it's like one of the greatest movies one of my favorite movies of all time and it was and it's been you know um it's been blessed by robert zemeckis but of course he's going what is he going to say no i mean I mean, he could. He could, but that would. He has the right. He does have the right, but then that significantly that significantly lessens his bank account. So I I would imagine that. Yeah, you know, like endorsing the Back to the Future Broadway musical is a good thing for Zemeckis' bank account. You know what I mean? And if Zemeckis' bank account increases so that he can make more movies, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? As as long as that leads to Robert Zemeckis making more movies, that's fine. But but I do want to see that. Like I do, I want to see it. Um, yeah. But yeah, if it's not a jukebox musical bullshit, like that Alanis Morissette thing. Then <laughs> oh yeah. Like what the fuck? I yeah. I keep forgetting because I just don't. I don't really follow musicals. No. Things. Yeah. So when I see, I'm like, what? All right. Yeah. I guess but that's doing it. no. But that's it. That's what's happening on Broadway. It's jukebox musicals. Like who the fuck wants to see people? pretend to be Alanis Morissette. It's bad enough that Alanis Morissette Somebody, pretends to be Alanis I Morissette. guess. I mean, yeah. 
And like, who wants to see and all, you know, and all this, I mean, all of these jukebox musicals that suck. And then like, if it's not that, oh, actually I should say the, the last original, mu- no, no. Cause Hamilton was, Book of Mormon was after Hamilton. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Book of Mormon was after Hamilton. So I still say that the last like great American original musical is Book of Mormon. So, because I, and of course, I don't like Hamilton. So I'm the only person in the world that doesn't like Hamilton. I've never, I've never, um, really had any inkling yeah. to go see it again. I'm yeah. not a big musical fan. Yeah. A friend of mine did just go see it. And <laughs> the thing he noted, which cracked me up, was that he wishes he could have, because he couldn't understand half of it. Yeah. Not like, I don't get what's happening. No, no. He couldn't, like, right. Couldn't, couldn't, yeah. couldn't understand the vocals. Couldn't understand the rapping. And, 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 I'm, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, no, that would be my problem too. Yeah. Because everything I watch has captions. <laughs> I know you, I know. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, yeah, no, I would be, I'd I, be a little lost as well. I, lo- I love that you watch stuff with captions. I love that about you. And yeah. it's not like you're 90. It makes everything you know? better. You're, it yeah. makes everything better. Because half the time, like somebody. <laughs> mumbling or whatever on screen and you're just like right. i have no idea what they just said yeah so if you're gonna watch hamilton you know because it's it's available on they video do have it on tv it. i think yeah no it's available i think you can stream it i'm, I'm pretty sure you can, you can i think you can so it. maybe one day i'll stream it so then i yeah. can have captions but you'll have the <laughs> captions on you'll have the captions on so that you can understand it yeah but yeah, but I mean, but but no, I mean, you, you you don't follow um you know Broadway musicals closely, Esmeralda. But I'm telling you right now, it's either a stupid jukebox greatest hits musical that you could see at fucking Great America with some jagoff pretending to be Michael Jackson or somebody pretending to be you know an artist, and you're spending five hundred dollars as opposed to walking out of the out of the heat at Great America and sitting in a room and watching some jagoffs perform those kind of songs. Or it's a it's a it, it's now a musical version of a movie that shouldn't be a musical in the first place, like Mean Girls, which has yeah. no business has yeah. no business being a musical, especially because the songs are shitty. So anyway, so it actually turned out worse than I had thought it was going to be. And uh, <laughs> when I got home, that was from C- Tina Fey and uh, uh, Tim Me- Tim Meadows is the best part of the movie. Tim Meadows, yeah. And yeah. then they change shit in the movie, like they got they. I don't even want to get. I mean. They cha- you know, they changed shit from the original movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like like they 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 changed the relationship between Tim Meadows, um, and um, and Tina Fey. Um, it, it you know in this version they change it they change they they change their relationship, um, and uh, yeah and and uh, and also they uh, they cut out um, Neil Flynn so. Neil Flynn's character, because you know, I don't know if you remember, Anna Gasteyer and Neil Flynn play. Um, yeah, the parents. Yeah, well, apparently in this version, uh, they kill Neil Flynn's character. He's he, she's a single mom, and it's played by Jenna Fisher in the movie. So apparently, there's no father. There's no father. Like they they like, like they, they kill off. Why? The- See now, then in my head, it's like okay, now they're gonna be like, it's a single family. Yeah, that's it's why a, she's acting out. Yeah. And it's like she's a single, and and the whole thing about her living, you know, her living in Kenya and all that—that's at the beginning of the movie. They've got mm-hmm. that, they've got that set up at the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the musical. They set that up, but like they kill off Neil Flynn's. I don't know if they because they don't mention why he's gone. Maybe they don't mention if he's dead. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe he did die. I don't know. <laughs> but but I was just like, where's the fucking Neil Flynn character? Like Jenna Fisher is playing the Anna Gastar part. Yeah, 
Okay. And I'm like, well, who's playing the Neil Flint part? And then he, nobody shows up. So the dad never shows up. I'm like, okay. So they killed off the Neil Flint character. <laughs> There's, no, there's no dad. I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? Did, did Neil, because I think Neil Flint's great in Mean Girls. Was he so bad that they just cut out the character? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it just wasn't useful for their whatever they needed. I guess. Um, I guess. Did they cut out the bit where she, ha- she was going to go see a, the concert? With the parents, remember she was going yeah. to go see. Yeah, um, no, yeah, no, whoever they, no, the Paul Simon group. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's mentioned, <laughs> but it's just going to be the two of them. It's mentioned, but it's just going to be the two of them. Um, okay, and they well, update, at least it's mentioned. And, I, and I can't remember what the artist was, but they updated it because this takes place now. So there are cell phones, and there are everything is sh- everything that happens in the movie, like the like the burn book. Mm-hmm. They share it on socials, so that's another thing that they right. add to the movie. Yeah. So all that's it's just shit, Esmeralda. It's just, it's, just, it's just shit. Just watch. Everybody who's listening to this, don't see this movie that is just watch the the original movie. Yeah, just go great. watch the original. It's great. It's maybe not go like see you, it on Broadway or in the theater, like I theater guess, in the I theater. Because it I could be know. good. Who knows? It's just I don't know. sometimes those things don't translate. God, it was just so bad. And like the performers are so much more annoying because I love the cast in the in the original. I love all the actors who play all the supporting roles and the smaller roles. I mean, the you know, the mathletes, those guys are fucking hilarious in the movie. And they're annoying yeah. in this thing. Mm. And uh I mean the mathletes are like those dudes are hilarious in in, in the movie. So I don't know. It's just, it was not good. Not good. So, yeah. And Broadway, if it's not, you know, a a stupid jukebox, you know, musical, it's a a musical remake of a movie that doesn't need to have music in it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (sighs) Anyway, this is, this is what I That's, that's how I feel about the whole goddamn thing. So anyway, you know, if they made a musical out of this movie, if they made a musical out of <laughs> they could not, they really not, could Nacho Libre I would go and see it 50 times I, th- I think they could they could honestly that movie I, lends itself it does doesn't they could make a musical out of it and they could have a they could have a, sor- a song called get that corn out of my face right get that corn out of my face yeah. that's it <laughs> I think you should um, you should try to get this going I'll I don't do, know. I'll, you can talk to. I'll call, I'll call Jack. The Jack Black. I got him on speed dial, so I'll go. I'll, uh, okay. okay. Speed dial still a thing? Is that a thing? I guess it is, right? Um. Ye- I mean, I think it all is speed. It's dial all speed dial now. Phone already. <laughs> oh my god. Because isn't that what speed dial would be? It it's is, already yeah, in your yeah. phone. It's already you can, in your so phone. So yeah, then yeah. <laughs> if it's. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well. Okay, well, there you go. Now, I've, I've, uh, now that I've trashed everything that's ever been on Broadway except for the Book of Mormon <laughs> in, in, in the past 15 years, then uh, there you go. And you should, if you get a chance, Ethelda, if it comes back to town, and it tours a lot, if it comes back to town, mm-hmm. uh, you, should, you should definitely. It's so good. It's so, so good. Um, I've seen it twice. I've seen Book of Mormon twice. That's a, that's mm-hmm. It's hilarious. And it's, it's got that, that really wonderful, vulgar... Trey Parker sensibility and the songs are great and it's really smart. It's terrific. Absolutely terrific. So anyway, anyway, 
and I'll let you know about the Back to the Future if I ever get to see it. Yeah, let me know. Again, you know, you know people. You can get yeah. this stuff going. Sure, yeah. Me and Zemeckis are tight, man, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, that's Just the way I like hey, it. That's the way I, I like have some tickets? It. Yeah, that's the way I like to think of it when I'm outside of his house looking through a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm stalking Robert Zemeckis or anything. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. Hey, uh, people are dumb. You want to hear some more dumb warnings, Esmeralda? Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. How about this? In a car handbook, in order to get out of the car, open door, get out, lock doors, then close doors. I mean, there's been many a person that has locked their keys in their car. Yeah. So these instructions might be useful to someone. <laughs> That's true. Now, but it says lock doors and then close doors. But don't people like usually close the door and then hit the little button and go whip it? Now that and, it, and then it locks. Right. I mean, this might be older. Yeah, it's got to be right. You know, when you had to actually hit the, push the door down, the like lock, push lock. the lock down. Yeah. yeah. The little you had to that... actually lock it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> now you just get out and go whip it, and then, and, then, and it locks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on a packet of cashew nut pieces, warning mm-hmm. this product may contain residue of nuts. Well, I hope it's more than residue, right? I mean, well, isn't cashew? Yeah, cashews are nuts, right? Yeah, they're not legumes. They're um... so then, yeah. <laughs> but I would hope they're more than a residue. Like if I'm paying for cashews are expensive. Cashews are what about twenty bucks a nut? Aren't they right? Like, <laughs> per, per, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Twenty bucks per nut. <laughs> so you, you get them wrapped individually, right? Yeah. And I want more than residue. When I'm buying cashews, I want a nut. I don't want the residue of a nut. So you are morning. correct. <laughs> <laughs> you open up the package. Oh, go- oh. Well, uh, doing a quick Google. Yeah. Technically, cashews are not nuts. Oh, they're not? What are they legumes? Mm-hmm. They are. Oh, okay. Um, well I should ask I should ask Dwayne Kennedy about this. My our, our good friend Dwayne Kennedy. Is he is he, is he allergic well, to nuts? No, 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 because he was in that episode of Seinfeld where uh he's the guy who talks about legumes and nuts for five minutes and drives Elaine oh, crazy. All right. It's like did, did you catch anything about cashews in that yeah, speech? Yeah, I should I should call up Dwayne. I should call Dwayne right now and go, Dwayne. Because you know he only, did, he, not nuts. He, he only did that episode thirty years ago. I'm sure he'd be thrilled for me to bring it up and say, "Hey, what's the difference between a cashew uh-huh. and a?" You know, he'd be like, "Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you." You know. So apparently, this is weird because they are grouped with tree nuts, but they also okay. share characteristics with legumes and seeds. Oh, okay. So characteristics. What would those care? And that's why people keep, they always like um, group them in tree nuts, but they are botanically classified as seeds because they grow inside the cashew fruit. Oh, okay. It's called a droop. A droop? Yeah. A droop? Like the the cartoon character, Mark Mark Pancakes, like that? No, no, that's not him. No, he's not the one who asked for more pancakes. Do you... Um, I don't, I, I don't know that character. I think it's Chili Willy. They grow on cashew trees inside a kidney-shaped fruit called a droop. A, I have never then, heard of a, a droop before. Right? 
I mean, I couldn't tell you how cashews. I mean, I still, I am 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, fruits and vegetables that I'm just like, how does this grow? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not familiar with how the cashew, I, I enjoy cashews, actually. They're, they're very tasty. Even though they are like 10 bucks a nut. Uh, but they're very tasty. <laughs> oh, wow. It's gone down since uh, oh. a minute ago. What are what are what are cashews? You said it was twenty five earlier. Twenty five. Oh yeah, twenty five bucks a nut. They went down. It depends on the yeah. Yeah, they just went. You know, it's it's yeah. uh, like the stock market type situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you go to local market, it's ten bucks a nut. But if you go to Whole Foods, it's twenty five bucks a nut. That's how. It, that's, right. That's right. How it you gotta do a little shopping for <laughs> you your cash. Gotta shop for your cat for your droops when I go in. <laughs> Sorry, where do you keep your droops? Is there any? So there, it's yeah. Do you have a droop aisle? Is there some place I can go to get a droop? Well, so droops are droops are a type of fruit. Okay. So I droop wasn't... fruits yeah. are um it's a type of fruit in that like they have the the fleshy bit and then inside there's a seed. So like peaches are droops. Okay. Pomegranates. So cherries. No, no, pomegranates aren't fleshy. They're like hard on the outside, right? Yeah. Okay. So cherries, apricots, um, dates. Uh, those are not considered. Apples aren't they? I think seeds? it's when there is a central seed. Oh, like I one see one like a pit or something. Would avocados be? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. I gotcha. Um, well, they don't have avocados on here, so I don't know. Oh, wait. Maybe they're. Let's see. Oh, here's a comprehensive list of droops. So it's essentially they're stone fruit. Okay, stone I got gotcha. fruit is a droop, but but okay. they are called droops. Okay, it's I was I never well. ever I've heard stone fruit millions I didn't of times. Know either. I've never heard droop before in my life, and now I'm trying I to. I think go... it's it's a very uh, scientific okay name for it because it's not. And now I keep thinking of droopy, you know the 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 dog, right? You know. I think that's you, probably baby. also why they don't call them droops. And right. They just call them stone fruit. Be because you think, I think of growing up. I think, remember when he's the elevator, he's the elevator operator in Roger <laughs> yeah. Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> growing up and then, and then Bob Hoskins is stuck on the ceiling and remember he's smashed into the floor of the elevator. Speaking of Robert Zemeckis, it all goes back to Robert Zemeckis. But yeah, yeah but droopy. But, but now who's the, I think it's Chili Willie. You remember Chili Willie going, more pancakes when they, when the, no, I do not. <laughs> I think it's Chili Willy. I think Chili Willy goes into a place. And yeah, he keeps I don't asking. remember him I think eating if pancakes. You, if you Google Chili Willy more pancakes, because I, <laughs> I just I think it was Chili Willy. He's like more pancakes, more pancakes, and he keeps asking for pancakes, and they keep giving him more oh, pancakes. It did come up. Is it Chili? Is it Chili? Um, <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> And I think it's I a think dog. it might be someone. No, that's Chili Willy, I think. I think it's Chili Willy, and I think a, a dog is serving him pancakes, or somebody is serving him. More pancakes, yes. more syrup, more pancakes, yes. more syrup, more pancakes, more syrup. And he keeps asking for more pancakes and more syrup, and the, and the dog goes nuts or something. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> you are correct. Okay. I'm glad that we're I that don't was remember confirmed. anything from Chili Willy. I remember Chili Willy. Yeah. I remember the opening. Mm hmm. But, but you don't I remember, couldn't tell you, don't, you, you don't what remember? Chili Willy does. How does he, he likes talk? pancakes? He likes pancakes. I couldn't tell you. I think he yeah, talks I mean, like apparently. I, he my he's pancakes trying he, to afford the pancakes. 
so the so the episode is him apparently doing jobs because he loves these pancakes um but <laughs> he can't afford them so he's got to get a job he can't afford the pancakes so chili willie's got to get a job to pay for his pancake he's habit. got an addiction yeah he's, he's, he's got, got a pancake <laughs> Oh, wow. There's like a, wow. <laughs> Chili Willie's pancake habit. That's what it, <laughs> there, this is just a screenshot that I found doing a search, but I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Um, I'm just going to take a picture of it and send it, okay. but it's, I'm assuming it's a clip from the, from the cartoon. Uh-huh. From the, from the, from the short itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's Chili Willie with just like pink. He's like, yeah, no, he has an addiction. I just sent it to you. Okay, you... I just, it, my phone, yes. let me just, let me see what it looks like. You can, I... I bet you, you know what, you should use that <laughs> for a better version. But you should use that as the, the picture. He's got a great straight up addiction to pancakes. He is fiending in this He's picture. He's totally fiending. His tongue is hanging out. Oh my and God. Instead of eyeballs, he's got. <laughs> Stacks of pancakes in his eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chili Willy is. He's got it bad. And then wait here. I'm gonna. He's, there's another one where he just looks high, <laughs> and he's in front of a, a thing of pancakes. He's he is straight addicted to these pancakes. <laughs> oh my! He God. has a problem. He does. Chili Willy's got a problem. Julie Willie's got a problem. Wait, you sent this one to me. Hold on, let me see this one now. Yeah, he's, a, a, he looks high, <laughs> and he's eating the pancakes. Now, well, <laughs> first of all, what is they are they putting whipped cream on top of the syrup on this in this? I guess. I guess it it's looks whipped like cream. A salt shaker, it does, but, but yeah. it looks. Okay, yeah, he does. I mean, he this looks was comp- back in the olden days. Who knows what they were in what container whipped cream was in? Yeah, man, he is fiending. There's no way he He's, is. Wow. He has got it bad. Philly Willie is all fucked up on those pancakes, man. <laughs> uh, um, I think you can find the episode on YouTube if you want to see Chili okay. Willie. See Chili Willie addicted st- to pancakes. St- strung out on, pa- on pancakes. Oh wow. All right. Well, see, now you're intrigued, right? Now you're going to learn a little bit. You're going to. Well, like, now maybe... I'm like, I'm going to watch because I remember <laughs> Chili Willie. I just don't remember anything he did or what his personality was. But now we I see just... he's got a problem. The only thing that I, when you said Droop, I was like, wait a minute, is Droopy the guy who liked the pancakes? And I was like, no, it's not Droopy. And then the only thing that I know about Chili Willie is that he loved pancakes. He loved, and I just, yeah, I, didn't, clearly. I didn't remember him being, you know, like an addict. I wasn't aware yeah, that he, he was loves dangerously addicted to pancakes based upon yeah. these visuals. I wasn't aware of that, but, uh, yeah. Okay. But anyway, a cashew is a seed. <laughs> <laughs> getting back, getting back, circling around and making it, bringing it all back. It's a seed, apparently. Oh my God. All right. Oh, all right. Well. <laughs> All right. But they're oh, usually they... classified as a nut. Like people okay. just throw them in there, but they are technically seeds. Technically, they're seeds. All right, droops. Okay, they going down, going up. Okay. <laughs> Poor Bob Hoskins. All right. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. And uh, speaking of food, now here we're segueing into you, your taste testing. Nothing cashew. All or right. Dro- no droop related items today. Mm, no. No. No droop related. No, mushrooms. Items. 
Truffle mushrooms and orange peels. Right. All right. So, although in... cacaos are, I think, seeds. Okay. Right? Seeds. Yeah. I guess <laughs> like how so. they're, you know, where they come from. Yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> but what are you going to taste first? You got white truffle potato chips, or you got a chocolate bar with, um, with, uh, orange, uh, candied orange. Candied peel. orange peel. I'm going to try the, the bar first. Okay. So the chocolate with, uh, orange. So it's a, Orange peel, yeah. And okay. then I think it has nuts in it. Okay. It has some... Uh, nuts or legumes or... Of, <laughs> uh, some kind of nut. I couldn't tell you. Okay. It doesn't say. <laughs> or that's or that's orange peel. I'm not sure. Okay. We'll try it. It says okay. black chocolate. It's black chocolate. It's dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. <laughs> um, <laughs> with uh, candied orange peels and I think maybe a nut, but... Okay. I think it might just be the peel. Okay. Oh. What do you think? I don't like this. <laughs> no? Okay, why? It's fine. The candied peels are like... I think that's candied peel. It's very large. Really? They're large bits of... No. Okay, you usually expect it to be like speckled in. Mm-hmm. And these are like... I thought they were nuts. That's how big they you can t you can see them clearly but, but in the but, but they're not. It's like it's like a whole bottom layer of candied peel. Wow. Which is weird to me. <laughs> like it's it's kind of it's it looks like it's speckled like nuts in a candy bar, but they're candied peels. So it's like it's a little too much. All right. A little too it's much. It's fine. Okay. I wouldn't eat it though. Okay. Like I wouldn't. This wouldn't. I wouldn't get this all the time. Okay. Okay. But dark chocolate is nice. Dark chocolate is always lovely. And you know, mm. you know, did you know that dark mm. chocolate? Did you know that dark chocolate? <laughs> um, dark chocolate is good for your uh, blood pressure. Well, it depends on what percentage. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> if you get the ones that are just dark chocolate, yeah, and it doesn't have a percentage, those aren't that great for you. It's <laughs> oh, still okay. a lot of sugar. Okay. Um, you right. have to get like a seventy percent. The stuff that really um, tastes like dark chocolate. When you would taste it, you go, "Yeah, yeah hell yeah, this is dark chocolate," because it like blows the back no, of your brain it has out. To, yeah, yeah. As if it has a percentage, and usually I think 60, 60 or seventy is like the good stuff. Eighty mm. even better, I think. Yeah. But those are yeah, those are really good for you. Those are good for you. Okay. But they don't have a lot of. Sh they're not very sweet, so you have to really enjoy dark yeah. chocolate. <laughs> okay. All right. So so this um, is the first. This is the first snack so far in the box that you're not crazy about. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not like this is amazing or anything, okay. but it's fine. It's good. All right. I think you're going to take a step up. I think you're going to take a step up because when I hear yeah. truffle, when I hear truffle, I immediately think, okay, this is going to be good. That's kind of what you think. So, white truffle potato chips is what you're going to be tasting now, right? Yes. All right. Open it. So, what, <laughs> so, <laughs> did it. I should open these ahead of time, but come on. <laughs> Good Lord. What the hell? Where can I? Oh, here we go. I just, <laughs> I was trying to open it nice, and I couldn't. You couldn't. So, you had to just tear it like, open. Like, no, where you, where you just tried to pull them apart it yeah just like <laughs> so it opens up okay. nice yeah i gotcha all right white truffle potato chips they look so it good smells yeah i mean they're just chips yep they're like kettle cooked which is nice mm -hmm. all right here we go mm. 
Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're okay. I guess I'm not a big truffle fan. Yeah, it's fine. They're savory. Okay. Um, it's very truffly. It's a very truffly flavor. Okay. Well, that's good because like they're covered in it. Covered in truffles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's got powdery. Powdery truffle. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, but you, but it's good though. You would, you give that a thumbs up. Yeah, I would. Okay. You know, again, these probably wouldn't be my like first choice. Those egg ones that I had last time. Better, better. They're fried egg flavored. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, fried egg and all, um, olive oil fried egg flavor. Oh yeah. It really tasted like fried egg. It was crazy. Wow, that's great. All right. All right, well, there you go. Uh, so, They're okay. And uh, we will continue uh, with uh, the taste testing uh, as Esmeralda goes through the box of fun from uh, Adventure Yum, right? Universal Yum. Universal Yum. What the fuck? I, I, I should probably write that down. I have a pen in my hand. <laughs> Adventure Fun. Adventure Village Fun something. All right. Uh, but now you're not going to get addicted to these white truffle potato chips like Chili Willy is addicted to pancakes. That's not going to happen, is it? No, maybe okay. those fried egg ones. Maybe the fried egg. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see a picture of Esmeralda with just fried egg potato chips in her eyes instead of uh, like yeah. eating fried eggs. And going, this is not the same. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Esmeralda. That was fun. We'll do it again next time. As uh, Esmeralda Leon. Thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, on our next episode, Stephen Tobolowski. Ooh, the great character true. actor who's been in a million movies who you best know, I guess, as Needle Nose Ned, the insurance salesman from Groundhog mm-hmm. Day. Stephen Tobolowski is going to join us to just be Stephen Tobolowski. He's always a magic. Yeah, artist, anytime so. I see him on in a movie because he's in so many, I go, "Oh, there it's he is, Stephen Tobolowski." <laughs> so he's on the podcast. There's our friend. He's on our he's on our next episode. So make sure you tune in for that. My thanks to Marnie Sure for joining us to talk about stuff on the takeout. My thanks to you for subscribing. If you want to be a sponsor, sales at radiomisfits.com. Say I would like to advertise. You can do that with us. Voicemail us anytime seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight. Email us anytime, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Please take the time to share, rate, review us on every single platform. Jason Stags, Skaggs does Stags? Skaggs does all the <laughs> Someone else. That's his assistant. That's his assistant. <laughs> Jason Stags, he's, he's the one with the horns. He's got antlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the other yeah guy in yeah. <laughs> he's, this, he's this guy. Yeah, yeah. There they are. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jason Skaggs, <laughs> thank you to that. Thank you for uh, all this stuff. I should probably shut up now because I can't talk anymore. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll see you on the next time on the Nick D Podcast. Thanks for checking us out on uh, Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The wind is right on me.